Welcome to the Pro Aging Podcast. I'm Steve Gurney from Positive Aging Sourcebook. Today, we have an amazing conversation with the founders and participants of an innovative 501c3 nonprofit called Big and Mini. Big and Mini is a community working together to spread wisdom and end social isolation and make the world a little bit better, one generation bridging a connection at a time. They use technology to shrink the generational divide into a small crack. They hope that through the shared stories and new memories and new friendships that they can connect everyone, young and old, one match at a time. Let's jump into this great conversation that we had with the founders and some participants in Big and Mini. And then I'm going to bring on our panel members, um, Daniel, Allen, and Elva. And we're going to learn about um, a really interesting uh, platform that, uh, that Alan, uh, Alan created. But before we get to Alan and Daniel, I really want to give a big heartfelt thank you to Elva. Elva was on one of our discussions. Do you remember what discussion that was, Elva? Was it the one on ageism? Oh, here, unmute yourself. I don't really remember. I've been on two or three. And the last one I was on was the one about fair split, which I okay. thought was really interesting. I want to say you were on, the, it was a discussion on ageism that we had. And it was a really thought-provoking discussion. And one of the things that we talked about was sort of changing the minds of the younger generation about what it is to grow old, you know, what it's like. And, and, um, and I think Elva shared, she's like, well, I'm part of this program where I I'm connected to these college students. And she started talking about it. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of these digital discussions. The program's called big and many after that event, I got all these emails and everybody's like, hey, do you have the link to that small and big or the mini and old, you know, like, and and I was like, holy cow, this is something that we've got to dive into deeper because it's clearly cut, uh, struck a chord with the audience. So um, thank you, Elva. And uh, tell, give us, you're, you're a participant in this big and mini program. And uh, so just, before we dive into the platform itself, can you just give us a little bit about your background? And oh, um... Sure. Yeah, I'm 75 years old. I've lived in Arlington, Texas for the last 40 years. Um, ever since I retired from the corporate world, I was uh, vice president of strategic procurement for a computer services company over in Dallas was my last job. When I retired from there in 2011, I got involved <clears throat> with the aging community. I started out by being a board member on the Funeral Consumers Alliance, uh, which is a nonprofit, it's a 501c3 that just educates people about what funerals should cost and how they work and your options at end of life. So I did that, but then I started a group here called Ambassadors for Aging Well. And we have about 535 local members and we were meeting in person for the last six years, but with COVID we had to, you know, we now do Zoom meetings like everybody else. But um, I am now still on the community board of the Tarrant County Adult Protective Services, which is like child protective services, but it's for adults that have been exploited or neglected or abused. And um, I'm a past chair of the Tarrant County Area Agency on Aging Advisory Council and some other uh, organizations like that. So aging, one of my key things is to 
let everybody know there's no shame in aging, regardless of what you see in magazines or on TV. Um, and, and it's kind of, we need to speak up when we hear ageist comments, uh, just because a lot of people don't even know they're, they're doing it. And some of us even participate without understanding how harmful it can be. So anyway, I teach that every decade of life has its pluses and minuses. Um, you know, you may think that you'd like to be 11 years old again, but if you remember back, you might think, well, I didn't have to go to work and, uh, you know, <laughs> didn't have any responsibilities, but somebody's hanging over you telling you what you can and can't do all the time. So anyway, every decade has its pluses and minuses, and it goes all the way up. The research shows that the decade of 70s and even 80s is the happiest decade of life for most people. So anyway, thank you for giving me that opportunity. Oh, great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, the the interesting thing is, is that you've got a background in the field of aging as a volunteer and, and a worker, and now you know, you're a consumer and, uh, and, uh, and, and many of us in this field, we've sort of gone through the same progression. It's, it's sort of like, um, you know, you're, you're going through your career, your life where you're counseling other people. And then all of a sudden you wake up one morning and it's sort of like, whoa, I've got a, now I'm actually utilizing the services that I was recommending to people so so before yeah. so this is great Elva and uh, thank you again for introducing us to to our next two um, panel members and I'm going to start with Alan because Alan I understand that you're the one that dreamed up this platform Big and Mini um, correct yeah yeah I am one of the co-founders but it really is about the community so so thank you for for those words Elva and Steve and, and thanks for this opportunity. Great. And so I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to dive in uh, to, I think you've got a PowerPoint. You're going to dive in and kind of walk us through how Big and Mini was started and, and what it does and how people can participate. And so what I would say to the audience is we want to make this an engaging conversation about this platform, but also about intergenerational connections. So Make sure as thoughts or comments or questions come to you, use the Q&A button and ask questions. And then when Alan and Daniel uh, get through their PowerPoint, we will um, we can open it up and, and have a, a discussion. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds perfect. So yeah, so what I'm planning to do today is just um, I'll introduce Daniel in a sec. Um, Elva's already introduced herself. And then I'll talk a little bit about the program. And then we'll have um, Elva and Daniel wrap us up at the end and talk about their experience within the program. Um, so let me go ahead and share the screen. Um, and, and feel free to chat, send chats or questions at any time. Um, cool. So I'm one of the co-founders of Big and Mini, which is a platform that connects youth and seniors um, to combat loneliness and bridge the generation gap. So kind of vocabulary, a big is usually like an older adult and then a mini is a, is a younger adult. So that's, that's big and mini. Um, so I'm Alan, uh, co-founder and CEO. There's me with my um, loving grandma um, and my brother. So we heard from Elva already. So I guess we can hear from her at the end. Um, and then, so, I guess Elva is a big in the Big and Mini program. Um, we'll hear her talk about that later at the end of the presentation, um, which should be real quick because I want to keep this really conversational and interactive. Um, but now let's hear from Daniel real fast. So Daniel, if you could just introduce yourself. Um, Daniel's a mini in the program, um, and it's actually he's actually uh, Elva's match. Yeah, so hey, everyone. Uh, as Alan said, I'm Elva's mini. Uh, I've been paired up with her since... I guess late March or early April of, of this year of 2020. And uh, it's really been great. I'm um, I'm a sophomore at the Catholic University of America in Washington, DC. Um, but I'm actually here in my hometown in South Lake, Texas, because you know my school's having online classes. 
And I heard about Big and Mini from Alan, who's actually been a, a long friend since middle school. And um, yeah, he presented the idea to me during quarantine, and I thought it was a fantastic idea, and I wanted to be a, be a part of it. Yeah, thanks for that, Daniel. And, and we'll be hearing more from them um, in a few moments. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get into it. So yeah, this is Daniel Nelva on the Today Show, um, which was pretty exciting. Um, so just a sneak peek of what's to come. So I guess real quick, I'll just talk about like how we got started. Um, so you may be looking at me like, who's this young kid? He started this organization. And then it's true. I'm in college. Um, I'm at the University of Texas at Austin. And that's when I had the idea for this. It was when COVID hit in early April. Um, I went from Austin surrounded by all my friends to being back at home, a little more isolated. And I feel like a lot of people around the world may be feeling the creeping sensation of loneliness. Um, and given this feeling, I was like, I want to do something to help. Um, so I, I saw that I, I felt this, but I saw that tons of people around the nation, around the world were feeling even worse, whether it was youth or seniors, I noticed it was a universal problem. And I, I honestly, I did some um, research online too, with Google Trends and different um, validation techniques to kind of understand whether or not it's truly a problem. And, and it is. Um, and then looking at the stats, like loneliness is as dangerous as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. And like the huge cost on Medicare, like $6 billion per year. Um, that's the financial burden of loneliness. Um, looking at those problems and then really thinking about how much I valued my relationship with my own grandparents and how much I gained from those experiences with elders. So that was kind of the impetus for founding Big and Mini, um, a platform that connects youth and seniors uh, and, and just brings us together. So yeah, that was in early April. And yeah, here's, here's a little more about the problem. Um, but I guess we, we kind of all know loneliness is a huge problem. It's a, it's a universal issue. And, and that's the solution we came up with. And, and ultimately, it's, it's all about forming bonds and, and making connections across generations. And there you have a little screenshot um, of our website. Um, I'll, I'll give the link at the end of the presentation and, and you all can go check it out. Um, but yeah, so we just started building a web platform in early April. And I'll get into, get into how it works um, real fast. So you kind of go onto our website and you register. The link is bigandmini.org, but um, I'll mention that again later. And then um, bigs and minis do this and they fill out their profile. And the profile involves like, um, why do you want to be a part of the program? What are your interests? And then you complete a quick training, which involves reading a document and taking a quiz. Um, and then we match you. So. When we do the matching, that means we give the time, we give the meeting link. Um, yeah, we, we basically do everything and it's all facilitated within the web platform um, that we all coded from scratch. So I'll talk about the other founders in a moment, um, but basically we just started coding um, in early April and we started building this platform um, from scratch that had integrated video calling with Jitsi, integrated chat with Twilio um, and then yeah, um, and then the ongoing calls. Let's see if I, um, let me know if you all can't hear. The hardest part of quarantine for me is. Can you all hear that? You're good? Yeah. Okay. okay, last time no one could hear anything. It's kind of feeling lonelier than I normally would because at least at school I was always like around my friends. It's just kind of like nice to be able to connect with someone and kind of get my mind off of everything that's going on. I lost my great uncle in April and it devastated me because he didn't die from COVID, but um, he died alone. He was all alone because nobody was really allowed to see him. I think Connie has given me an outlet to be able to talk to someone and just make them feel like they're not alone. Yeah. So that's actually one of our minis. That's Nicole. And, and, those are the stories that kind of inspire us to keep going and keep doing this sort of thing. And um, we'll hear from Daniel and Alva soon too, but um, there's kind of three main components that make up what Big and Mini is. Of course, first, it's the volunteer conversationalists. It's the bigs and minis who talk to each other for one-on-one -on -one calls and, and whether it's weekly or however often they talk, um, they're integral to our platform. Um, and then of course, there, there's also engagement metric tracking and I'll touch on that in a sec too. But basically, uh, organizations can track how often their residents are calling or their students are calling in the Big and Mini platform. 
But most importantly, what we're all about is a community. Um, we're about a group of young and old people who may look different, may come from different places, but really work together to share stories and, and understand that every generation has something valuable to offer. Um, and I think that's at the heart of what we do, what we're all about. Because a lot of groups, I think it's it's kind of lost to them. And, and they have these young people volunteering to talk to the seniors who are like receiving the service. But for us, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. It's about that conversation between the two sides and the mutual benefit gained from these conversations of the young and old. So at the heart of all what we do, it's all about community. Um, but on top of that, we have all this tech um, that we've kind of created. Um, so we have, of course, the individual platform where you just sign up and you go on for one-on-one -on -one calls. Um, we also do kind of uh, engagement tracking for organizations. So this is like a senior living facility, maybe wanting to track their residents who are taking part in the program and see how often they're calling, um, how it's affecting them, or like a school who has student who are, who have students volunteering. Um, and and finally, like custom software, the idea of matching people to people, um, I think for us is is really interesting and and furthers our mission. Um, so this is like matching employees to retirees. Um, that's one instance, or like those with disabilities to those without. Um, so those are two projects we're kind of working on um, and kind of our third offering. And yeah, this is what it looks like um, in terms of the engagement tracking. Um, and then I guess we started in early April. And when we started, we were literally just like a one page website and a Google form and an idea. Um, and we had no people on board. Um, and we really had to try hard to get those first people on board because it was just like us three founders um, with not, not many connections and no real idea. But now we have over 2,000 volunteers signed up um, in, in six months, and they're from 50 states and 22 countries, which is um, pretty amazing. We've made over 800 matches um, in this six-month period. So for us, it's been really incredible. And the stories we hear about our big and mini matches are just really inspiring. Um, so yeah, we've also had quite a few news features. Um, the Houston Chronicle was our kind of first big one that was really, um, that really made a difference and helped us get our first um, few bigs and minis on board. Um, but then, yeah, we've had 40 plus. So we've been on places like the Today Show, like Great Magazine. Um, so for us, it's all about sharing a story of hope because our three founders, it's me, uh, a peer of mine at UT Austin, a DT, and um, my younger brother, actually, Anthony, who's a senior in high school. And it's, it's a story of three teenagers who felt like they wanted to make a difference, didn't know if they could, and they ended up doing it. And, and why I say that is because I think for us, it's about the fact that no matter who you are, where you're from, what age you are, you can make a difference in people's lives. Um, so that, that's our story and that's what we've been sharing. And I think that also comes from the bigs and minis on the platform. Um, no matter what age you are, you can sign up to be a big or a mini and you can make a difference in someone else's life. Um, and, and that's what we're all about. And we've gained a little recognition. Um, it's only been a few months, but We've gotten the Encore.org Gen to Gen Fellowship, the Launchpad Fellowship, a, a few awards from Points of Light. Um, so great to see the validation for that. And these are the three co-founders, um, a peer of mine at, at AT and my younger brother. And of course, our, our team, um, really important as well. Um, team working behind the scenes, so like code, to write the newsletter and do other stuff. Um, so yeah, and then also, um, the advisors have been really important. Um, one of the first ones, Dr. Fingerman was really instrumental. It was, it was amazing. We just cold emailed her. Um, like when I, when I said we started out with very few connections, we really had no connections in the aging space, us three founders. And we had to forge these connections. And Dr. Fingerman, she's like this incredible professor at UT. Um, she's in like working on so many projects. She still took the time to respond to our email and she helped us recruit our kind of first hundred minis and bigs. Um, and then also professors across, yeah, faculty and people at different schools like UT Arlington across the nation. Um, I think, yeah, support um, and people wanting to do good during this time 
it's a hard time, but people wanting to do good has been um, pretty amazing to see. Um, so with that, um, I'll, I'll let uh, Elva and Daniel have a word. Uh, I think they said already they've been meeting since April, uh, but I'll not say anymore. I'll, I'll let them handle it. Um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alan, again, thanks for the introduction. Um, and actually, I, I forgot to mention this in my original intro, but I'm also part of the communications team uh, for Begin Mini, so I work on the newsletter and things like that. Uh, but yeah, anyway, as Alan said, I've been matched with Alva uh, since about April, and we talk once a week every Saturday morning, and uh, it's been great. I mean, uh, I remember before at uh, Alva, really the only people who I could who I could say were my friends in the senior community were my grandparents. Uh, but now that I've been talking with Elva and, you know, getting to know her, I can firmly say that we've truly developed a, a strong friendship in the intergenerational or intragenerational friendship. And, um, you know, obviously there's a, a lot of differences in some interests or ideas or viewpoints between the two of us. You know, we might have disagreements about, you know, political views or faith or things like that. But uh, quite obviously, we still find tons and tons of things to talk about. We still have tons of interests in common. For example, we're both adventurous eaters. And uh, I like suggesting some of uh, the Peruvian cuisine for my cultural heritage to Elva, and she likes trying it. And uh, we also have some of the similar music, in similar music interests. Um, for example, I'm into lots of music from like, you know, the late 40s, 50s, early 60s. Uh, you know, considered quote-unquote oldies, but uh, Elva obviously likes a lot of that music as well. So we've been able to talk about that. And, and uh, you know, I think um, maybe some minis, some of the younger adults might go into big and mini thinking that, you know, they're the ones doing all the helping towards the big. But in reality, the bigs help the minis just as much as the minis help the bigs. And um, I definitely think that uh, can be shown through the relationship that Elva and I have. And so, Elva, yeah, if uh, you have uh, some words to say. Hey, uh, when Daniel and I were first matched, Daniel's 19 years old, and I'm 75, and you might think, you know, what would a 75-year-old female have to talk about with a 19-year-old male student? Uh, and so we didn't know what to expect when we first met, but from our very first call, all of those fears were laid aside because um, uh, it was easy, it wasn't awkward at all, and we found that we have a lot of things to talk about. Daniel mentioned briefly <clears throat> politics and religion, uh, and it's kind of, it's very interesting to me that we're backwards of what you might expect because Daniel is more conservative politically and I'm more liberal. Uh, religious wise, he's pretty uh, religious in the Catholic faith and, and I'm not religious. And so, but it's not that we can't talk about those things because we have and we do. It's not, there are no subjects that are barred, but, you know, once you kind of know each other's uh, stance on those things. There's no use beating it into the ground, of course. I have really enjoyed learning about Peru and have, because his mother is from Peru, she's a pediatric oncologist at Cook's Children Hospital in Fort Worth. And um, Daniel has spent summers in Peru with his cousins and other relatives down there. And so I've really enjoyed hearing what he has to say about Peru. And it has caused me to have a real interest in Peru as well. And um, I tried some of the recipes that he likes that his mother makes. One was called Lomo Saltado. And I looked after he mentioned that, I looked online just to see if there was a recipe. And there sure was, no problem to find that. Then there was also Pollo, meaning chicken saltado instead of beef. And I tried that one. I liked that one. There was another recipe called papas rellenas. 
I love Chili's Rienos living here in Texas. So I thought I would try Papa's Rienos. But Daniel said, well, that's probably one of the least favorite things that my mother has made that I didn't particularly like. But I tried it anyway and learned that he was correct. <laughs> I'll take his advice next time. Tried to warn you. But I'm glad I tried it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and so we both have an interest in football, of all things, known as soccer here in the United States. But when the World Cup was played back in 2018, somehow I got hooked into that and I watched nearly every match of the World Cup. And it was so fun to see all of the different countries and who the uh, players are. In fact, I don't know if I, I started to text you the other night, Daniel, that Cristiano Ronaldo has been diagnosed with COVID. Did you see that? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I got your text, but I did see the news. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't able to play in the most recent game, which is a so shame. So he's one of the top two or three players in the world. And um, and so we both like soccer. Uh, Daniel particularly follows the Peruvian national team. And um, I have watched some Amazon videos, uh, documentaries, one of which was called Eternity. And I suggest that you might want to look that up if you have a, a access to Amazon Prime Video. It was free documentary called Eternity, and it's about a happily married couple that are in their 80s that live in the highlands of Peru, the Andes, and they're very isolated. And the whole documentary is about what it takes for them to just survive in, on, on their own as they're aging and how hard it is. And of course, that lifestyle has nothing to do with Daniel's family or anything. Um, I'm sure they live in uh, uh, relatively luxury, I'm guessing. I don't know what's, you know, but um, Spanish language, I've been saying for years that I was going to do Duolingo lessons and I would start and stop and start and stop. But because Daniel is bilingual, I have now a 180-day consecutive day streak on Duolingo app where I've met my learning goals for 180-some days in a row. Uh, Daniel has an interest in Roman history, which was never an interest of mine until it was interesting to him. And he's been collecting coins, old Roman coins and figurines from way back then. And so he got me kind of interested also in ancient Roman history. So I bought Roman History for Dummies book and uh, watched a documentary called Carthage and have enjoyed learning about the Stoics and the Epicureans and about Marcus Aurelius and Cato the Younger and Cato the Elder and blah, blah. Uh, we talked, I saw a PBS documentary recently called Hacking Your Mind. And it talked about implicit biases that some of us have that we don't even know we have, but there was a website that's uh, hosted by Harvard and that's free, and you can go on there and take all these tests and see where your implicit biases might be. So on one of our Saturday morning calls, Daniel and I took a few minutes to go to that Harvard website, and just uh, we did one of the implicit bias tests that was on there, and we'll probably do some more. Uh, but anyway, those are just a few of the topics that we have found that interest us both. And it seems like there's something new and different every Saturday. So I look forward every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, Daniel and I have a video chat. And, uh, and of course, he travels some. And if, you know, if there's a conflict, it's no big deal to skip a week if we have to. It hasn't happened very often. But um it's just informal and uh, 
I really enjoy. I just I I love him to death. I mean, he is just the best human being that you can imagine. He's the kind of you know, university student that any parent would be proud to have as their son. So his parents have done a great job and he is who he is. And it's really fun. So that's about all I have to say. (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks for that, Alba. Um, Yeah, it's truly, really, it's it's so awesome for me to see um, you guys like this and and our bigs and minis so so happy. So thanks for those those amazing words. Um, and yeah. Um, so ultimately, yeah, Alvin, Daniel, Daniel, no. Um, what we're all about is is coming together um, and and kind of trying to eradicate loneliness. So that's our ultimate mission. Um, we are a nonprofit, um, and and because we really believe that first and foremost, we're here to do good. Um, so yeah, thanks for those words. And I think that's all I had. Um, finally, if you're curious, you can check out our website. Um, it's just bigandmini.org. Also search Big and Mini, I think. Um, and it comes up. So yeah, that's that's all I had. Um, we want to keep this conversational. So yeah. feel free to ask any questions. Man, um, this is, uh, that that was great, guys. And, and I'm glad my camera was off because there was a couple of times where I was getting teared up uh, hearing the relationship that the two of you have developed and just thinking about, you know, the hundreds of thousands of people that both kids and elders that are isolated and lonely and need somebody to talk to. And especially in this time, it's uh, your rapid you clearly, uh, this is a rapid startup and, um, the fact that you, um, you've executed so well on this platform and making these connections is really admirable. And, uh, and I, and I saw in chat and I agree, you you know, it's, um, I, I love your choice. And so do people in the audience of big and many, you know, it's a very non-ageist, using non-ageist language and celebrating elderhood as being big, you know, is, um, uh, it's, it, it's a big deal, you know, and, and, uh, um, so, so this is great. So let, let's dive into some of the questions that have come in via, um, typing, Okay, but what I would also say to the audience, if you would like to make a question or comment live on audio, just raise your hand and we'll weave those in to some of these as as we begin our our discussion with the audience. So um, first, Diane Watson has a couple of uh, questions, comments here. Her first is, how do you provide security and privacy to assure the older big that this is a safe platform. Elder abuse and fraud are a concern of many older people and their children. Is there a cost to sign up? No, it's completely free to sign up. Um, we started to do good and we'll never charge anything for individuals to sign up and get matched because yeah, because we're here to help. Um, in terms of security, that's something we, th- we thought a lot about and we think a lot about. Um, there's a few ways we go about that. Um, first is the training. Um, so everyone that signs on has to go through a little um, questionnaire with background check information and also training, which involves like questions you should be asking, information you should not be giving out. Um, so training is the first kind of step with the background check questionnaire. Um, and then also the fact that we integrated video calling and everything into our platform. So when you sign up, you don't have to share your email or phone number with anyone to chat. Um, you just sign up, you have an account, you log in, and then we built a chat into the website. So you can uh, send texts or whatever to your big or many without them knowing your phone number or anything because it's all facilitated through the platform. And same thing goes for video calling. Um, it's all through the video platform and you don't have to create an account or you have to create an account to go log in. Um, but to do video calling, it's integrated. So you don't have to download anything else. It's all integrated into the website. Um, so that's that's how we deal with safety and everything. Yeah, and and I think one of the things it's it's great to hear that you're taking steps in that direction. And and Alva had mentioned, you know, part of her um, 
volunteerism has been in adult protective services and things of that nature. I think the important thing for that we all know is the bad guys, they're going to figure out a way to break any system, you know, and it's, you know, the, the key is, is that if we can be savvy consumers, if we can be cautious um, and ask the right questions and when something doesn't feel right, reach out to somebody else. Like don't, you know, and this is not on exclusive to big and many, but it's sort of, you know, if somebody's knocking on your door and asking some wacky questions, you, you, you know, it's sort of like put them on pause and go call your next door neighbor and say, what, what do you think? Or call your, your son or daughter. But uh, sounds like you guys have taken some good steps in that direction and and hopefully the bad guys aren't going to get through because that would be a shame. You'd have to be an absolute idiot to be a bad guy and and jump in on a nonprofit platform like this. Um, let's see. Um, Diane brings up another question: Is how are people communicating with each other? I expect not everyone has devices. Do you have a way of connecting big and minis when devices are not available? Yeah, so I guess um, I think you you have to have like a phone um, to do it. So that's one way you can also communicate is through calling. Um, we've built that into our platform. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess that's that's possibility. Um, we're working on a program that maybe could supply devices to people, um, and I know people also sometimes don't have internet or whatnot. So. Um, yeah, that's something that's happening. Yeah, and I see I see a few questions along this line. A lot of the people in our audience are like managers of senior living communities or nonprofits with or villages with a lot of older adults, and they're intrigued by this concept. It's it's sort of like, hey, this would be great if I could ask my uh, members to jump in on this platform. So, do you get or have you had some experience with sort of like advocates, you know, maybe somebody who works in a, in a senior living building who is sort of supporting making the connection in the big and mini program. And, and the older adult may not ever log into your website. Somebody's advocating for them. And now they're talking on the phone with their mini. Yeah, exactly. We have like activity directors um, helping out and making that connection. So we're working with some senior, senior living facilities where we'll just have the kind of activity directors sign up um, and then they facilitate the interaction. They like pass the device around every few days or whatever it is. Oh, that's cool. uh, but yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, another question, and, and I think all of you guys could sort of comment on this either personally yeah. or anecdotally is how has the relationship been helpful to the minis? And I know Daniel, you shared some, some things, but maybe elaborate a little bit more on some of the success stories from the mini point of view in engaging with elders. And, and actually, I know I'm babbling here, but, but with your matching system, especially like a college student, it's, it's like you could see where you might get, let's say, a college student who's studying engineering and connect them with, you know, a retired engineer and, and sort of sharing career advice and things of that nature. Yeah, that's that's exactly true. And we have like English, I know we have like an English major matched with a writer, um, like post author. So yeah, exactly. But oh, yeah, Daniel, do you wanna, or Elva, comment on that? Well, I was just thinking that Alan, his major in college is electrical engineering and his dad is an electrical engineering professor at University of Texas, Arlington. So when you said engineer, said, yeah. <laughs> But he, Alan's obviously his talent goes way beyond just engineering to create this whole thing to code it from scratch, and they seem to just pop out powerpoints, you know, with no, I mean, just like so easily where it takes me a whole day or two days <laughs> to do one. <laughs> oh, it takes us forever too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, I think as uh, Al <laughs> Alan brought up. Uh, we try to match people based on interest. So uh, there, you know, there's an example of a mutually uh, I guess beneficial relationship. And uh, as I also mentioned, um, 
I personally, and perhaps other minis, uh, maybe went into this idea thinking like that, you know, they're the ones doing all the helping, but, uh, but as Alan brought up and shared some t- statistics, uh, you know, young people suffer from loneliness too. And, um, you know, especially with this quarantine and I know again, me personally, and I'm sure lots of other minis are college students, you know, they couldn't go back to school. They, you know, they couldn't see your friends, you know, me personally, I haven't seen my friends in a while, you know, this quarantine ended my relationship. And so it's, you know, the loneliness factor, it doesn't just affect seniors, it for sure affects minis and younger adults too. And um, yeah, and, and so- that's one thing that I really like that Alan did not present this as minis helping the big. Right, exactly. You know, it's mutual in two ways. And especially because research shows that the loneliest generation is those 18 to 24 year olds, if you, if you read the research. Um, but, but everybody is, I mean, it's a, it's a pandemic of its own loneliness. That's why the UK appointed a minister of loneliness Uh, (laughs) and, and, and they're taking, they're studying it and trying to take action to reduce loneliness. And that's not just the UK, but it's across many countries. So, um, this is a good question. Is it possible for a big to be matched with more than one mini or vice versa? Yeah, definitely. Um, basically, the requirement when signing up is that you go through one call with one bigger mini. Um, and, and we leave it like up to the bigger mini match to continue or like how often to call and the cadence of everything. So that's all about you having the freedom to create a meaningful connection on your own. Um, and in terms of adding another match, that's a feature we actually recently built just a few weeks ago, um, where you can just go onto your dashboard and you can request another match. Um, so yeah, adding another match is super easy. And I'll just say that when, when I joined, I expected just to try it out because these professors from UT Arlington had called me and said, would you recommend this to the members of the group you lead? Well, I don't recommend anything to them until I've tried it or vetted it somewhat. So I thought, well, I'm going to sign up, but I'm just going to do it for a, a month and see how it goes. And if it's okay, then I'll tell the members about it. But I did not intend to stick with it. But after I met Daniel and we've had this great uh, thing going there's no way that <laughs> that I would quit now because it's just been wonderful. El- Elva, I'm curious, do you have any uh, children or grandchildren? I do. I have, uh, I my youngest grandchild is eight years old and she lives in Plano. That's about 50 miles from my house. And so unfortunately, since March, I have been pay- playing it really conservative and you know, don't go anywhere. I don't have to go. I picked up my groceries this morning curbside that I ordered online. And, uh, but I really miss being with my family and Thanksgiving. We're not doing Thanksgiving. I'm not going, I don't know. My son and Plano usually hosts Thanksgiving dinner at his house, but I won't be going. Um, The thought of being intubated is just too scary to me. (laughs) <laughs> to have a hard plastic thing thrust down my throat. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, let, let's see. Um, a, a question, again, sort of revolving around how people are matched. So um, just the the process is, you know, both sides of, of the big and the mini, they're sharing parts of their background. And then is this... Is this sort of like an AI matching or is there, do you guys go in and, and manually try to match people? Um, so I guess it's a little both. So we manually go through every profile to make sure everything's safe, as well as we have like the background check questions. But in terms of the actual matching process, we ask for bigs and minis um, to tell us their interests. So um, that's taken into consideration when the matching happens. And it's not really AI, but it is algorith- algorithmic. Um, so it takes in, into account the keywords and the availability. Um, so that was also important to us is the availability matching. Cause, um, for me, I hated having to schedule the time, um, of like a meeting or something. So we just decided to schedule it for everyone. Okay, great. And then, um, Sarah, uh, Burson 
says, how do you go about recruiting older adults to sign up? Um, I, I think one of the things is sort of doing outreaches like this, and you guys have had a ton of publicity around this. Again, r- refresh us on the numbers of how many bigs and minis are in the system right now. Yeah, so in total, we have around 2,000. Um, I think we do have a little more, we have more minis than bigs by like uh, 100 or uh, 200. Um, so it's, it's around like 800 bigs and 1,200 minis. Um, in terms of how we get them, I'm sure Alva, Alva, you, you, you know, well, like faculty reaching out to university faculty, um, is, is one way. Um, so being a student, that's, that's really helpful because faculty immediately recognize that. Um, and that's the same for the mini side. Um, like Daniel, we had a lot of students from the Catholic university of America sign up, um, cause like we had a link on their website and everything. So that's one way. Um, of course, press is another way as, as Steve was saying. Um, and then partnerships with like aging organizations that reach out and word of mouth where people just hear about us. We're working with like Age of Central Texas. It's a nonprofit in Texas. Um, and they just send us um, bigs who need minis to be matched. So yeah. Those Great. And I know because I know our audience, which are, you know, very influential in the senior community. So the the best way for them to sort of reach out to you all in terms of a partnership. So like if somebody is part of a program or a village or a community where they might have a bunch of bigs that are interested, how, what's the easiest, most streamlined way for them to reach out to you all? Yeah, um, I think emailing us. Um, I had our email earlier. It's contact at bigandmini.org. Um, and I'll share that in the follow-up. Yeah, or on our website, um, you can hit the organizations tab and like fill out the form. Okay. Um, so yeah. Great. Um, Oh, wow. A uh, bunch of questions from my good friend, Craig Clark, who's an incredible individual. And um, let's see, we addressed the talk on the Zoom telephone or something else. How long do the talks usually last? Like, do you, do you have any metrics on that? I know we've got Daniel and Elva on, but do you, do you have any sort of concept how long those are lasting? Yeah, we have a post-call service, so we know how long those are going for. Usually, um, it's like, it can range from 30 minutes to two hours. Um, but we really don't set any boundaries um, for that. So I think, yeah, average would be like 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, so, yeah. And and then you you talked about this earlier, but the um, uh, both parties know that if it's not a good match or for any reason, they don't need to sort of continue with the um, connection. Yeah. Yeah. We just leave it up to them. So it's just like we set up the first call and then if you want to continue, you continue, if not up to you. Um, And they just communicate with each other through chat. Uh, But usually we see they just continue chatting. Um. Um, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Jen Gruber says, I absolutely love this concept and so impressed by what you've accomplished, Alan. Have you had similar interest from potential bigs and minis who want to be matched or do you get more, yeah, do you get more requests from one group or the other? Yeah, no, there's definitely more minis than bigs by a little bit. We Uh, love that. We (laughs) hear that guys in the audience. Let's, let's, this is something fantastic that we need to celebrate is that young people actually want to connect with older adults. Um, So let's balance that seesaw. (laughs) Um, the, uh, let's see, um, for Elva, I think you addressed this. What was the main motivation for you signing up for the program? Did you have any concerns or hesitations? And I think you, you addressed that pretty well. Um, are the big and mini selected what challenge? Yeah. I think we talked about matching. Um, have you seen the phone connections gelled? I imagine more senses, the better. Yeah, so I, probably you're right, is, is that the Zoom, if you can get somebody, uh, um, the big and mini connecting on Zoom, it's it it's probably more personal than a phone call. Um, and at least, at least building that initial relationship via a platform like this versus talking on the phone. Yeah, I think we found that people like the video calls a little more because it's like you can see the other person's face and it's not just some voice. But I do know that some bigs and minis just use the phone 
because it's easier. Um, some start with the phone call and then move on to video call. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is again in our effort to get more bigs on your your pile there. Um, Susan yeah. Gilbert from a senior center in Prince William County said that this, the senior centers are closed. And so they're, they've got this virtual senior center format and they're asking permission to put the link for big and mini on your website. And obviously you don't have any problems with that, correct? Oh no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we do. We have a ton of minis um, waiting to be, or we have some extra minis waiting to be matched. So that'd be, yeah, that'd be um, much appreciated. And uh, Marzita says, how many different countries and languages are taking part? Do you have any data on that? Oh, interesting. Yeah, we have 22 countries. Um, so I know we have matches. Uh, I, I've known they've sent in like videos talking about the relationship. There's one in like in Jordan, a big in Jordan matched with a many in Michigan. Um, I know there's like Australia and um, I'm gonna say like New Jersey. I know there's like Mexico and Texas. Um, in terms of languages, yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I'm not sure about. Yeah, um, no. yeah super cool. Cool. Yeah. I know um, you were offering Spanish matches. Uh, yeah. I don't know what their response has been, but uh Yeah, I've um I've been working a bit on that and uh so the purpose would be to find, you know, people who only speak Spanish who'd be able to use our platform. And uh we've found a, a few minis who'd be, you know, interested, but we actually haven't found or I haven't been able to get any bigs who only speak Spanish to use our platform. So, um, All right, guys, that's another challenge. Let's help these, these folks with that. I know that there's many, you know, ethnic groups out there and this is, you know, this is a challenge that a lot of people that we see face in the pre COVID world was, Oh, you know, my mom wants to go to an adult day program, but there's nobody there who speaks Spanish or what have you. And, you can see where when we break down the walls, this is a great opportunity to, to sort of connect generations. It, and you could see where this could also become sort of a, a tutoring opportunity. You know, again, if there's a student who may be learning to speak Spanish um, or a language connecting them to a big and they can practice their dialogue, you know, over their calls. Um, this is a, a great question from Kim High. Is there an age limit to being a mini? Meaning, how young could um, a mini be? Yeah, we try to keep our minis above age, age eighteen. Um, that's that's smart. Cool. Yeah, I, I can see where there's value in sort of connecting, you know, middle school or high school students. But I think having a responsible or somewhat responsible college student, you know, I think the eighteen and up is a great place to start, and then. You could see as the, as this branches out where it could be something in elementary, middle school, and high schools. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a ton of college. There's like what 20 million college students this fall. Yeah. There's a lot of um, them. The uh, um, have you run into any technic technological difficulties with your platform? Uh, I don't know, Alva and Daniel. Have you all run into anything? No, we haven't. You guys told me when we first started. You told me about Jitsi, Jitsi yeah. Meet, J-I-T-S-I Meet. I'd never heard of that before, but it is super easy and free and open source. And so Daniel and I usually use Jitsi, even though I have a paid Zoom account. We could use Zoom, but Jitsi is really easy and it works every time. So sure. we've had no problems with technology, which is another thing i mean some of these stereotypes that we have about each other you know older and younger um i consider myself to be pretty computer savvy but nothing like these guys are but <laughs> for my <laughs> for a 75 year old lady i am um i i know more than a lot of seniors about technology but you don't have to know anything to do, use jitsi meet or zoom it's yeah. super easy, of course. Um, we've got we've got a handful of questions. I'm going to try to get through them as quickly as can. We're about five minutes to the hour. Um, you guys okay hanging on for a couple of minutes and get through these? And uh, and then again, we'll share the recording. We'll share contact info, 
and um, hopefully some additional relationships can flourish. But um, Liz Tupper is talking about, you know, sometimes it's hard for grandchildren and grandparents to come up with things to talk about, you know, which is again, a great reason for college students uh, to be involved. But do you give sort of conversation starter tips and things of that nature? Yeah, that's something we implemented um, in the training. Um, so we realized that that's something maybe people would want um, is these conversation starters. So that's in the training and everyone has to read them. But also what we found is people have more to talk about than they would think. Yep. Um, like I'm sure Elvin and Daniel did not expect to both be interested in talking about many of the things that they did. Uh, but I think that's what we find with a lot of the matches is that we have more in common um, than, than we really think we do. And before our first call, I did do a little bit of prep work by looking for icebreaker questions because I thought we would need that perhaps, but we didn't. We I never used those. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> yeah, same here. Never, uh, <laughs> never used it. <laughs> that natural. But it is there to use if people need it. Yeah, that's great. You run out of something to talk um, about. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a request or, or 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 what, but Sherry says, will you humor me with a jingle to promote Big and Mini? Um, you know, the uh, I could see that coming down the path. And Sherry, if you're a jingle writer, just reach out to Alan and, you know, maybe that's something that you can pull, pull off. Um, Sarah Bresson says, why do you think there's more minis than bigs? I would say that the founder being familiar with the college side of the equation is probably why, you know, I think if this was founded on, on the big side, we'd probably be in a situation where we're trying to get college students. But I think that's the beauty of this platform and, and the origin and the way that you've started it with the motivated college students um, sort of waiting down the seesaw a little bit more. Um, uh, any accommodations for disabilities, hearing impairment? This is from Marzita Rivera. Yeah, I think, um, so we actually, it's interesting. We have another separate platform um, called the FAM program that connects those with disabilities to those without. Um, so like we're, we're really accommodating of it. Um, Wait, so, so you're, you have a, a sister platform with disabilities? Yeah. We have like, if you go on our website, it's there as well. Um, it's called the FAM program. It's one of the tabs. And we started it. It's also started by another college student who, whose younger brother um, had autism, I think, um, reproached us. And they were like, wow, this is a wonderful platform matching young and old. Why don't, can we do the same for my brother and those like him? Um, and we were like, of course, like, um, of course we want to be a part of that. So we brought her on board and she's leading that program. Um, oh, I love it. So, yeah. Man, that's great. Um, Eileen Wilkerson says, ever use letter writing? I, um, the old school pen pal um, <laughs> thing. I don't, I don't know if that's a comment or just an observation, but I think once yeah. the relationship is formed, then the big and many sort of dictate the preferences for communication. Am I correct? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Craig Clark says, would it be okay for a 16 or 17 year old to do this if they wanted to? Um, it, um, I mean, it, is that a possibility if- Yeah, if, actually, so our hard rule is like age 16. Um, okay. So yeah, that, that would be okay. Okay, but the uh, preference is 18 and above, which I, I think is a great a great way yeah. to do that. Um, and then, the last question that I've got on my list here, um, I'm trying to kind of read it. It's a long one here. That um, what are you doing in this quarantine with everybody is six feet between big and mini can bridge the gap of the elderly and young, blah, blah, blah. Check out. Oh, okay. So this is more. Um, um, Check out my website. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, uh, this is great. Well, guys, Man, uh, hats off to you for just, you know, really changing the world and making it a better place. And uh, um, I know you're going to get an outpouring of support from our community. And anytime you want to come back on here as you 
add on new features or if there's, you know, things that you'd like to share, we are your fans and would love to see this um, be even bigger than it is. Um, so. Well, we, we love being here. Thanks. Thanks for everyone's questions and everything. And, and thank you, Daniel and Elva. It's all about the bigs and minis um, lifting up our yes. platform. So yeah. Thanks so much. Cool. All right. That's we, fun. See you later. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>